Welcome to the Apple Insider Podcast. This is your recap of Apple's Wonderlust event, which just ended, and Apple announced the Apple Watch Series 9, Apple Watch Ultra 2, iPhone 15, and iPhone 15 Pro Max. And a nice little one more thing at the end, where iCloud Plus storage is going up to 12 terabytes. I was pretty excited about that. The event opened with a video of people sharing their life-saving stories where their Apple Watch either informed them of heart rate notifications, they went to the hospital and received a pacemaker that saved their lives, those who used SOS satellite features on their iPhone when they were in trouble, even those who experienced car crashes and their Apple device contacted emergency services automatically. Honestly, it was pretty amazing video. Lots of stories there. I'm sure will be up on Apple's YouTube page shortly. Then we went to Tim Cook, who announced that they're going to talk about two essential products today, Apple Watch and iPhone. Apple Vision Pro actually only got a few minutes of airtime at the event, but Tim Cook did confirm that Apple Vision Pro will be available early next year. They also mentioned lots of positive reviews from the MacBook Air 15-inch and other Apple products, and a lot of YouTube creators got shout-outs in the keynote with their quotes on screen, so that was pretty nice. The first device announced was the Apple Watch Series 9. The biggest update here is a new S9 SIP, otherwise known as the chip that powers the Apple Watch. This S9 chip is actually a significant upgrade after several years of having a very similar chip in the Apple Watch Series 8, 7, and 6. There's actually an improved neural engine on the S9 chip that will allow Siri to run on device and not have to contact the internet for queries. So if you're in the wilderness, say with your Apple Watch Ultra and you wanna use Siri, You'll actually be able to do that on device. It does not require internet connectivity. This will mean faster Siri response times and more accurate. Apple says dictation will be 25% more accurate with the S9 chip. Plus, you'll be able to do name drop, a feature that Apple announced at WWDC with iOS 17, where you can just tap your watch to another user's Apple Watch and share contact info with just a tap. The S9 chip will also let you access health features via Siri. So you'll be able to ask your Apple Watch, how much did I sleep last night? and we'll be able to pull that data using the S9 chip. You can also do things like log weight just by using Siri without having to go into the health app. Apple says these features are available in English and Mandarin first, more languages coming later. In addition to the updated S9 chip, Apple Watch Series 9 is also getting a second gen ultra wideband chip. The ultra wideband is usually used for precision finding, and that precision finding will actually be coming to the Apple Watch Series 9, and that ultra wideband chip will let you find your iPhone rather than just tap and have it ping somewhere in the sofa or in your house. You'll actually be able to see on your Apple Watch Series 9 or Ultra 2 the actual distance to your iPhone and a little arrow pointing you in the direction. So Precision Find My, like with AirTags, will now be available on the Apple Watch Series 9 and the new iPhones with this second-gen ultra-wideband chip. This chip will also do things like smart suggestions in a stack on your Apple Watch face when you approach things like a HomePod because it knows the proximity. Apple Watch Series 9 can also go all the way down in dimness on its display to one nit of brightness, saving battery life, and go all the way up to 2,000 nits of brightness. Apple also made a big deal about a new double tap action that will be available because of the S9 chip. This double tap means you can tap your pointer and thumb two taps, and that gesture will actually perform actions on your Apple Watch Series 9. Now, there actually is an accessibility shortcut called a double pinch. You can enable this in your Apple Watch right now. I actually went to the Apple Watch settings during the event just to make sure I wasn't going crazy, and you can enable a double pinch and program actions for that. Now, it seems like the S9 chip might have better or more sensors to increase the accuracy of this double tap gesture, but that feature was definitely spotlighted during the Apple event. The Apple Watch Series 9 is going to come in aluminum and stainless steel, no titanium or other materials for just the standard Apple Watch Series 9. It comes in a variety of colors, including a new pink color, and I'll put it as the custom chapter artwork now so you can take a look. 
Pricing for the Apple Watch, it's still $250 for the Apple Watch SE. The new Series 9 will start at $400, and the Apple Watch Ultra 2, which we'll get to in a second, starts at $800. After the Apple Watch Series 9, there was actually a big push to talk about sustainability. We actually went to see Lisa Jackson, the Vice President for Environment Policy and Social Initiatives at Apple, and she was standing somewhere in Central California in front of a very large solar panel field. She spoke a lot about Apple's efforts in renewable energy and trying to be carbon-free. There was also a short film, which was honestly pretty funny. I'll let you watch it on Apple's YouTube channel. But a big announcement here is that Apple is not using leather in any of their products anymore. That includes Apple Watch bands. So no more leather Apple Watch bands, nor will you find any leather iPhone cases. Instead, there's a new material, which I will fully admit, I didn't think they were going to go with this on the last Apple Insider episode, but I was wrong. Apple is calling this material fine woven, all one word in Pascal case. Thank you all for correcting me on that. Capital F, capital W, fine woven, and there'll be fine woven Apple Watch bands and fine woven iPhone cases. It sounds like there will still be silicone cases for the iPhone, but fine woven is going to be a whole new line of accessories and leather has gone away. Now, after the sustainability section, we actually get to Apple Watch Ultra 2. Even just one year later after the Apple Watch Ultra was announced, it's getting the S9 chip, just like the Apple Watch Series 9, which lets you do Siri with no connectivity and allows you to do things like set waypoints with your voice using Siri. Again, if you were in a place that did not have internet connectivity before, this wasn't possible, but the S9 chip now makes that possible. The Ultra 2 also gets that second generation ultra wideband chip, giving it that precision Find My for things like your iPhone. There's a new display architecture, which allows the Apple Watch Ultra 2 to get up to 3000 nits of brightness. Apple says this is their brightest display ever created, 3000 nits of brightness. And Apple announced a new modular ultra watch face. This is just for the Apple Watch Ultra. It gives you even more information on screen and even uses the left and right vertical sides of the Apple Watch Ultra display to show you more information as you're adventuring on the trail. Apple said it has the same battery life, 36 hours of normal usage, 72 hours in low power mode. There are more colors for the Apple Watch Ultra bands, but the Apple Watch Ultra itself did not get any more colors. There were rumors about a graphite or black Apple Watch Ultra, but we still only have the titanium color for the Ultra 2. Now, the Apple Watch Series 9 and Apple Watch Ultra 2 can actually be pre-ordered today. There's no waiting for these, so if you want to get one, you can jump into the Apple Store right now and get one for launch day, which is September 22nd. They'll either arrive at your house or you can make an appointment to pick it up at a local Apple Store. Don't worry, the iPhone 15 and 15 Pro pre-orders open this Friday, so you don't have to rush to the Apple Store app for that. Next up in the event was the iPhone 15. This base model iPhone is now getting the dynamic island just like the iPhone 14 Pro did last year. So the entire iPhone 15 lineup is powered with the dynamic island. All those cool features like live activities there, 15 models get it too. The colors for iPhone 15 are much like those pastel colors that were leaked beforehand. We have pink, yellow, green, blue, and black. Pretty muted, not very saturated colors this year. Still the same sizes, regular iPhone 15 and iPhone 15 Plus. 6.1 and 6.7 inches respectively. Apple did say there's a new contoured edge around the aluminum edge finish. That looks pretty nice in the event photography. And they say they're using a new color infused glass for the back of the iPhone 15. But a big update for the 15 models is the main camera is actually getting upgraded to the 48 megapixel sensor. Now a big benefit with this 48 megapixel camera on the iPhone 15 models is you'll be able to take 2X telephoto images with this sensor and you'll still get to retain a lot of that quality and resolution. It doesn't seem like you'll be able to shoot ProRes images with the iPhone 15 natively, but apps like Halide, which we've had the team on the show, they believe they'll be able to enable that ProRes image shooting on the iPhone 15 in their third-party application. 
The better sensor is also going to do better in low light with things like night mode. Chip inside is actually going to be the A16 Bionic. This was the chip in the iPhone 14 Pro. So still getting last year's Pro chips in the current year's iPhone. And the iPhone 15 gets that second generation ultra wideband chip. They spent a little more time talking about that here in the iPhone 15 section, saying the second gen ultra wideband is going to work up to three times farther away than the first ultra wideband chip. That means if something's lost in your house, hopefully you'll be able to get that precision finding and point you in the right direction, even if you're not as close to that item. And this second generation ultra wideband chip is actually going to allow for find my features with people. And so if you have shared your location with a friend, maybe you're in like an outside market, like in the video, and you're trying to find your friend, you'll actually be able to use precision find my to find that person. That looks pretty cool. Also voice isolation, which is an incredible Apple feature. I've talked about it on this podcast. It does amazing things to cut out background noise. You'll be able to enable voice isolation on your phone calls on the iPhone 15. Also SOS satellite features, you'll be able to get roadside assistance via text message using satellite. So if your car breaks down and you're literally in the middle of nowhere with no cellular connectivity, you'll actually be able to text and get roadside assistance with your iPhone 15. Apple said these satellite services are free for two years with an iPhone 15 purchase, but we still have no mention of what this will cost when the free period has ended. The original SOS satellite features launched last year with the iPhone 14 and 14 Pro, and we're still in the two-year period for that. So no mention of what this is going to cost once those two years are up. And another huge change to the iPhone 15 is USB-C. Yes, USB-C is coming to both the 15 and the 15 Pro. Changing that connector looked like a braided cable in the video, so that might be coming in the box. Still USB 2.0 speeds as far as data transfers on the iPhone 15. That's different on the 15 Pro, which we'll get to in a second. But yes, confirmed, USB-C is on the iPhone 15. iPhone 15 is getting a whole lineup of fine woven cases and AirTag accessories, Apple MagSafe wallets, but the silicone cases will also still exist. The iPhone 15 starts at $800. You can pre-order this Friday, September 15th, and then it'll be available September 22nd in-store or ships to your house if you, if you pre-order it this Friday. Finally, we come to the iPhone 15 Pro, which honestly, all of the leaks and rumors have basically come true. It is made from a new titanium process. Apple said this is titanium grade five, which is the same alloy used on the Mars rover. That sounds cool, I guess. PVD coating is now gonna be coloring the titanium and the four colors for the 15 Pro is what we saw leaked, which is basically dark gray, medium gray, light gray, and then that bluish gray. I will say the brushed titanium around the edges does look pretty nice. So uh, I might have to go caseless this year. Comes in two sizes, the 6.1 and 6.7 inch, the Pro and Pro Max. No ultra naming. The larger phone is still called the iPhone 15 Pro Max. Apple did say these are more repairable, meaning if you crack the back of your iPhone, like I did just a few weeks ago, it's more easily replaced and you won't have to hopefully wipe your entire phone like I did. So more repairable iPhone 15 Pro, all for that. And the other rumor that came true, the mute switch is no longer. We do have an action button that is right above the volume buttons on the side of the iPhone. And you'll be able to program this action to do a wide variety of tasks. You can launch the camera, you can have it act as a mute switch. And yes, you can even launch shortcuts with this action button on the side of the phone. That's probably what I'll do. And I'll just leave my phone on mute 100% of the time. Now the iPhone 15 Pro and Pro Max is getting a new A17 Pro chip. This is the first three nanometer chip we have seen from Apple. Again, that was in the rumors. Although the name is interesting. We've now gone away from the Bionic moniker. And this is the first time we've seen Pro in the name of an iPhone chip, A17 Pro. I do wonder if one day we might see an A17 Max. But for right now, this is the only chip in the Pro lineup. Apple says this is a two times faster neural engine. Of course, two high performance, four high efficiency cores. And overall, it's just going to be incredible performance all around. 
There's also a six core GPU in the A17 Pro and it adds things like ray tracing. And there was a bunch of examples of video games during the keynote. And it does look like performance for video games and visuals is markedly better on the iPhone 15 Pro over the 14 Pro. Now that USB-C port on the 15 Pro, you do get USB 3 speeds, which means 10 gigabit transfer speeds. It is not Thunderbolt like some of the rumors suggested. It is just USB 3 speeds over a USB-C connector. Thunderbolt would have been nice, but this is definitely much faster transfer speeds than USB 2.0 that we had over Lightning previously. Welcome edition USB-C on the 15 Pro models as well. Now, big changes. We do get slight improvements of the camera on the iPhone 15 Pro model, especially a new feature where you can actually set focal lengths for that main camera. You can set 24, 28, or 35 millimeter focal lengths and then have that be the default of the main camera on the 15 Pro. The 3X telephoto lens is still that 77 millimeter size. And like the rumor suggested, the iPhone 15 Pro Max only is getting a brand new 5X telephoto lens, not a periscope camera like many of the terminology said before. Apple is calling this a tetraprism design. That's one word, tetraprism. It actually reflects light four times before it hits the sensor, giving you that ability to get a 5X telephoto zoom. This is the equivalent of 120 millimeter lens in your pocket. Pretty amazing. Again, we'll have to get this in testing. I'll definitely be looking for Austin Mann's review of this new telephoto lens. But the ultra-wide camera has also been improved. Apple said an anti-glare coating and just overall better quality there. And video is getting a huge upgrade on the 15 Pro and Pro Max as well. You'll be able to record ProRes video from your iPhone directly onto external drives over that new USB-C port with USB 3 speeds. Now you don't have to fill up the storage on your iPhone anymore. You can actually record directly to external devices. That's pretty cool. You can also record up to 4K60 ProRes video. That is the first time 4K60 ProRes video is now on an iPhone. And you can even do log encoded video right on your iPhone 15 Pro and Pro Max. Finally, Apple said that you'll be able to capture spatial video playable on the Apple Vision Pro. So that 3D immersive experience that you'll have with that headset early next year, as Tim Cook said, you can capture that spatial video with the iPhone 15 Pro and Pro Max when that comes out later this year. The iPhone 15 Pro starts at $999 or $1,000. Pre-order is starting Friday. That cost stayed the same. There were some rumors that that would go up, but $999 is the same as last year's 14 Pro. The Pro Max is $100 more at $1,199, but it does start at a higher storage tier. Storage for the iPhone 15 Pro starts at 128 gigabytes, whereas storage for the iPhone 15 Pro Max starts at 256 gigabytes. So if you got a 256 gigabyte iPhone 14 Pro Max last year, that's actually the same price as it is this year. Again, those colors are called natural titanium, blue titanium, white titanium, and black titanium. That white titanium actually looks pretty nice. Again, it's a white back. The black is pretty much like a dark space gray. I think I'm going to go with that blue titanium. Shout out to William Gallagher. Again, pre-orders start this Friday, September 15th. And the iPhone 15 lineup, 15 and 15 Pro and Pro Max. No delay on the Pro Max models will all be available on the 22nd. Pre-orders do start at 5 a.m. Pacific time, 8 a.m. Eastern this Friday, September 15th. So that's the recap of Apple's Wonderlust event with the Apple Watch Series 9, Ultra 2, iPhone 15, and iPhone 15 Pro and Pro Max models. Be on the lookout for this Friday's episode of the Apple Insider Podcast. We'll cover all the details and things uncovered post-event, and uh, that'll come out right as pre-orders are coming out too. So let us know what you're going to get. I'll be honest, I already pre-ordered an Apple Watch Ultra 2. I wasn't going to do it, but the actual trade-in value of my Apple Watch Ultra Series 1 is actually pretty good. And so did the trade-in. I'll be getting an Apple Watch Ultra 2 on launch day. And yes, I do plan to get the iPhone 15 Pro Max. I do want that 5X 
Tetra Prism Design camera. And so I'm gonna be going with the bigger size this year. And the titanium is really nice. I might go caseless. We'll see. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget you can support the show directly in Apple Podcast or at patreon.com slash Apple Insider. If you have any questions about the event or announcements, you can hit me up on social media. All my handles are in the show notes as well and links to all the articles on appleinsider.com that covers even more in detail. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll catch you in this Friday's episode of the Apple Insider Podcast. <laughs>